This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Thursday, March the 18th, and our top story today is that an inquest into the death of Sarah Everard has opened. The 33-year-old's body was found in Woodland near Ashford last week after she disappeared while walking home in Clapham in London. Alex G was at County Hall in Maidstone earlier for the Kent Online podcast. There was a huge media presence both inside and outside of County Hall in Maidstone this morning as the inquest into Sarah Everard's death was officially opened. Anyone going with the hope or expectation of any significantly new information being released will have been left disappointed as the inquest was opened uh, with a brief statement from Acting Detective Inspector Lee Trotz, who's one of the investigating officers into Sarah's uh, disappearance and alleged murder. Um, And then the senior coroner, Patricia Harding, immediately suspended the inquest pending the upcoming trial, which is penned in provisionally for October the 25th. The only um, real development that we know for sure is that Sarah's body has now been released to her family who were uh, listening into the inquest today via Teams. Uh, This is, of course, after her second post-mortem was carried out yesterday on request of the coroner after the Met Police's first post-mortem was returned with inconclusive results. Um... So it looks like it's going to be a very, very long wait for an anxious public and I'm sure an anxious family for real answers. But in the meantime, at least her family will be able to lay Sarah to rest. A serving Met Police officer from Deal has been charged with kidnap and murder. He's next due in court in July to enter pleas. Well, police investigating Sarah's death have been continuing to search parts of Kent for evidence. Yesterday, officers cordoned off land near the former St John's Ambulance Base in Dover, while a search was opened at a builder's yard in Sandwich. Meantime, at St Peter's Church in Market Street in the town, a book of condolences has been opened. It will eventually be given to Sarah's family. Kent Online News. Now, there's been a fair bit of confusion today over whether the UK is facing a shortage of coronavirus jabs in the next week or so. Pfizer and AstraZeneca are both denying suggestions there'll be a disruption to deliveries. But the NHS in England has been telling GPs and vaccination centres to stop taking bookings in April because of a significant reduction in doses. Dr Julian Spinks is a GP in Stroud. Well, obviously, this is a concern as we're trying to vaccinate as many people as possible. Although, considering how well we've done so far, it's not uh, surprising that sooner or later we hit a bump in the road. Uh, The letter that's gone out says that there have been problems with vaccine delivery from overseas. And because we're starting to do the second doses for many, many people, the priority is being given to them. So, although we'll be honouring appointments right up to the 29th of March, we're not booking people after that. And in particular, we are not going to book any 
anybody under the age of 50, the 50s and above, we will still vaccinate. And we've got to do that to make sure those second doses are given to the people who need them. It actually appears the Oxford jabs being made by a company called the Serum Institute in India, which is run by a former Kent schoolboy who we mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, are going to be late. And Health Secretary Matt Hancock has given this update in the Commons today. Targets to offer the vaccine to everyone aged 50 and over by the 15th of April and to all adults by the end of July. I can confirm that we are on track to meet both of these targets. Well, despite all of this, the government says the roadmap out of lockdown won't be affected by plans to pause the vaccination programme for under 50s. It's also been confirmed today that people who are extremely vulnerable to coronavirus will no longer have to shield in England from April. Around 3.8 million people will start receiving letters from today. Public Health England is changing its advice as cases and hospital admissions continue to fall. Don't forget, you can find details of the current infection rate for where you live in Kent via our interactive map at Kent Online. Just zoom in to where you live to see the most recent data. Asylum seekers could be sent to processing centres abroad under the Home Secretary's plans to stop people crossing the Channel to Kent. Priti Patel is expected to publish details next week on overhauling the UK's asylum and immigration system. It comes after the Home Office confirmed it will continue to house refugees at Napier Barracks in Folkestone. Cabinet Minister Robert Jemrick says the UK needs a robust immigration system which ensures those seeking asylum asylum can do so safely. We've seen people, including young children, dying making perilous crossings uh, across the channel. That isn't something that we want to see. And so if there are safer and better ways of doing that, then we should be exploring them. And that's exactly what the Home Secretary is doing. Well, interestingly, Gibraltar is denying any knowledge of a plan to process some UK asylum seekers in their territory. The government there is describing the suggestion in The Times as groundless speculation. It's now been six months since Napier Barracks in Folkestone started to be used to house asylum seekers. And you can read our special report on what's happened during that time at Kent Online. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. A woman's been jailed for more than 10 years for her part in a knife point attack in Folkestone. 33-year-old Haley Smith from St George's Crescent in Dover was one of two people who threatened a woman before stealing her handbag in May last year. A mental health clinic has launched an investigation following the death of a teaching assistant from Canterbury. 20-year-old Amelia Marsh took her own life in October last year after trying to contact a therapist at Promise Residential Clinic in Deal, where she'd previously had treatment. The therapist had been on annual leave and didn't get the messages until three days later. An inquest into Amelia's death has been adjourned. A Canterbury teenager who ended up in a scuffle with a police officer over skateboarding has told the Kent Online podcast that more facilities need to be made available for young people. Nazi Ray has been skating in a multi-storey car park in the city when he was approached by the officer following reports of anti-social behaviour. The 18-year-old says he hasn't gone back since. I was shocked that it was happening to me that during when it was happening and then I was just still uh, what I was saying was why why is it why are you doing this why is this happening and when I when I did manage to flee uh, I was just I was just having a lot of anxiety and um, you know just it was really awful when I was going back home as there was I was like I was I I felt paranoid thinking I was being chased by police and other things like that and I was kept looking back and it just like I think I was just 
trying to run away from it for my own safety. And now, are you going to come back here to Canterbury West um, to skateboards? Uh, you know what, I haven't been here since uh, skating here. I have been skating kind of local other areas, but I've been leaving this area alone. I know uh, most, a couple of the local skaters are still skating here. Uh, uh, regards what happened, I don't think they just they personally they don't they don't want to get arrested either, but they just need another place to go in a sense. So that's that's why they have to go to places like this car park. So yeah. what needs to be done in order to pre prevent uh, issues like this from reoccurring? This will keep going on until the council does something about it. Like I think what they they don't see it from a skate skateboarder's uh, perspective. Uh, Canterbury is a student hub sort of area, and there's all I've seen. I've been seeing um, loads of skaters come in and out of it, and there needs to be a good, decent space or even upgraded space where we can go to, you know, and um, skateboard. The police officers' actions are now the subject of an official review. Canterbury City Council are reminding people about lockdown rules, but say they recognise the need for a long-term solution for skaters. At Kent Online today, you can see pictures of a home in Margate that's flooded with sewage three times in a week. The owner of the property in Setterfield Road says she's living in a nightmare and has been forced to sleep on a neighbour's sofa. Southern Water has apologised and say a blockage was caused by a large piece of wood found lodged in a sewer. Now, we're being urged to remind our children about the risks of the railway in Kent. It's feared there could be more cases of trespassing in the coming months. New data shows there was a 38% increase in youth trespassing in the county after the first national lockdown eased, compared to in 2019. Chris Denham is from Network Rail. Well, we're on our way to a loosening of the lockdown regulations and some warmer weather as well. And what we know from last year is that when that happens, we're likely to see an uptick in young people um, enjoying themselves. And why wouldn't you? But there's a danger that that could lead to more trespass incidents on the railway. It may seem like an obvious question, but why is the railway such a dangerous place to be? There's two main risks on the railway. The first one is, is a little bit obvious, is the trains themselves. They're very fast and they're very quiet as well. You don't get much warning before a train appears. The other danger is a little bit more insidious. Here in Kent, we use the conductor rail to power the trains, and that's got 750 volts going through it all the time, not just when trains are running. The conductor rail is always live and it's always powered at 700. 150 volts that is compared with your domestic power supply which is about 250 so far more powerful and far more dangerous it's direct current too which means that instead of blowing you away it will drag you down and it will hold you to the conductor rail until the power is turned off it is phenomenally dangerous and really nasty and i cannot emphasize enough how important it is that people stay away from it and stay off the railway how can, you know, presumably parents have a role to play in educating their children as well? What should the main message be that they're conveying to them? Well, we know that young people are hardwired to not listen to their parents or indeed any figure of authority, but that doesn't mean the messages don't sink in. It's really, really worth reiterating to your, your children or, or indeed if you're friends with them, just, just let them know the dangers and say, look, it's really not worth the risk. And then if you happen to be the one member of your group that was going onto the railway and you're the person that sticks their hand up and says, you know what, let's not do this. It's not worth it. It is dangerous. Then you could potentially save five, six 
lives through doing that. So we're just hoping that if people have that word, if they get that message in, then hopefully we won't see the rise in trespassing that we saw this time last year. A Kent store which was badly damaged when Ram Raiders smashed into it with a digger has had a £1 million makeover. The co-op in Cranbrook High Street was left with a gaping hole at its entrance in November 2019 after thieves stole money from the cash machine. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of how it looks now with a restored ATM, a new bakery and a hot food counter. And finally today, a singing family from Kent who've become YouTube stars during the pandemic are going to appear on Comic Relief. The Marsh household who live in Faversham will perform a rendition of Total Eclipse of the Heart to celebrate Red Nose Day tomorrow. Here's just a reminder. Third lockdown. 2021 and it's a little bit lonely. No one's ever coming round. Third lockdown. 2021, we bet we'd all be outside. But I'm still listening to the sound of their tears. Third lockdown. Every day I'm treated like I offer room service. But they mess it in the blink of an eye. Third lockdown. Every now and then we get a little bit terrified of when we think she's gonna let fly. Struggling to tell the days apart also hoping to raise £10,000 through their own fundraising page. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.